0: Welcome to Live at the Nut Bar. You're here with JB and David Cunningham. This is episode 8. And today we thought we'd talk about confessions of two ex-bankers. So. Yeah
1: JB, the theme, the, the news of today or yesterday, I don't know if it was a pre-announcement of the announcement, but there is to be a banking inquiry, or to put it more specifically, the Commerce Commission will undertake a market study uh, into competition in banking.
0: So, so why? Why JB? <laughs> so, well, I mean... Everyone loves to hate banks, but, but it's quite interesting because that's quite a narrow scope, right? It's looking at competition, which, interestingly enough, I think is the right thing to look at. It's not, a, it's not an inquiry into behaviours and sales. It's not like the thing that occurred in Australia. The the, or the culture and conduct inquiry, yeah. or the inquiry into misconduct. This
1: is into competition, not banking profits per se though probably that's how the government would position this an inquiry into banking profits but it's yeah. actually are they different. making
0: too much money yeah
1: so hey let, well let's just explore that do banks to make too much money well you can look to actually the reserve banks um, uh, covered this in their financial stability report in may and in there they had a fantastic chart that showed profitability of new zealand banks compared to their peers overseas and it showed that New Zealand bank generates shareholder's returns on average of fifteen percent, compared to similar counterparts overseas of eleven percent. So, laid out there, yes is the answer. Banks do make a lot of money, especially compared to similar businesses overseas. So it's a lucrative business in New Zealand.
0: Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's true. So why? How do? They, how,
1: how come they make so much <laughs> well, money, JB? Well,
0: let's 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 dial back a little bit, right? Because the last time we were moaning about competition. You know, the government came out and gave us Kiwi Bank. Okay. So Kiwi Bank's government owned. Right. It's owned by the people of New Zealand. Mm-hmm. It's effectively the fifth bank. It's yeah. out there competing mm-hmm. aggressively for business. And it hasn't made a big difference, right? I mean, they are still making more money than they ever made before.
1: Yeah, in fact, banks probably make more higher return on equity now than they did when Kiwi Bank was launched. Jeez, imagine if Kiwi Bank <laughs> hadn't been launched, what banks would be making. Oh, God. So um, has Kiwi Bank just become like the other banks then?
0: Well, what's their return on capital?
1: Um, I think it's around 6 7%. Right, which is
0: low, right? And, and I know when we've looked historically at some of our smaller New Zealand banks, TSB is another classic example. It's mm. got a very, very yeah. low Yeah, I think
1: their return on capital. equity was 4.5% this year. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, so what we've got is effectively we've got sort of... Um, Two parts of this market we 've got the four really big banks that have that you would have you'd say have massive scale mm. are generating really high returns on capital because of that scale, and then the smaller banks that are trying to compete with them just don 't have the scale advantage their costs are too high um, the costs of capital are too high because like if you think about it at the end of the day. To run a bank, there's a certain amount of infrastructure that you require, it doesn't matter how big you are, mm. and so for smaller banks, they've got to spread the cost of that infrastructure over a smaller business, mm. Mm. therefore their costs are higher, therefore it's mm. harder for them yeah. to,
1: to compete. I remember when I was at the Reserve Bank, sorry, at the Corporate Bank, <laughs> I've never been at the Reserve Bank, at the Corporate Bank, we used to say a platform could cut with half a million or a million customers. But we only had you know 170,000. You know tech scales, but you know getting the customers is the big challenge. So so why did New Zealanders stick with the big banks then? If if there are competitors like Co-op and TSB and you know Kiwi Bank's got a lot of customers, but why did New Zealanders stick with the banks?
0: Well, a they provide really good service. Um, I mean that would be the starting point right I mean Mm. I don't think New Zealanders hate banks like they do overseas Mm. you know like you go to Australia and people literally hate banks I think Mm. people here actually think their banks are pretty good our online banking is amazing you Mm. know we we love it and it's a bit like um, inertia right you you kind of you like what you're used to you know like it's very hard changing banks because you've got to get used to a whole different way of doing your banking um a bit like phones right, once you, stick, once you have a brand you stay with it, mm. I mean mm. good luck getting me off my iPhone right, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way I'm going to Android. Yeah. Um, I think it's similar, you know the interesting thing for us is that you get a bit of competition and we've talked about this before, so in the housing market, you get a little bit of competition there, you know cash backs and mm. a little bit on the rates and stuff. The, the real big problem that you've talked to quite a bit is the inertia that sits around savers. And, and I think the problem that we've got there is it's not a visible cost. It's not like you're paying a fee. It's, it's the opportunity cost of, mm. of not putting your money where it would get the highest return. And let's face it, you know, we've probably come from an interest rate environment where people are getting no return anyway, but people haven't really modified their behaviour to sort of say, wow, you know, if only I moved my money, I could get a much better return and that would mean money in my back pocket. People don't see it for whatever Mm. reason. It's Mm. just not top of mind for them.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, just did the numbers yesterday, actually, you know, New Zealanders have got 40 something billion dollars in transaction accounts earning nothing when the ocr is five and a half these two billion bucks of profit for banks And a whole bunch in savings accounts earning three percent ocr 5.5 percent another one and a half billion dollars of profit for banks You know floating rate loans Margin of about what three percent fixed rate loans one and a bit, you know, there's another half billion dollars credit cards 18.7% average interest rate. That hasn't changed in 20 years. Another half billion, so add those up, $5 billion of pre-tax profits. So would competition, the stuff that the Commerce Commission is looking at, change those outcomes I've just talked about? You know, $5 billion that us as New Zealanders could actually fix if we all just managed our money better. Will 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 a market study into competition in banking make Diddle Squat difference?
0: Well think, think about it this way right, so if you were to switch on the TV and watch bank ads all day, mm-hmm. what, what, what ads would you be watching? Well, Mortgages, mortgages, yeah. mortgages, mortgages, yeah. Mortgages, yeah. mortgages. When's the last time you saw a bank actively campaigning uh, and marketing for savings?
1: Or business lending. Yeah
0: or, or, or credit yeah. cards. Yeah.
1: So we're a home loan centric market right?
0: Well, well, I guess the point is that um, they're competing on mortgages and you know, we could easily argue that mortgages are competitive, but they're not competing on these other product sets because I guess from a bank perspective, they've got nothing to gain. Hmm. And there's no innovation or competition in that, in that space. We haven't got any, any new entrants that are competing for it. You know, years ago we had the likes of Rabo and stuff coming out, and they had that massive campaign, Your Significant Other. Yeah, yeah it was we had, brilliant. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was one of my favourite bank campaigns ever. But um, but you know they were actually competing for deposits and um and there was you know arguably maybe a little bit of innovation occurring back then and um, we had the advent of online call accounts and stuff but yeah. it, it largely seems to have dissipated
1: yeah yeah well, we'll come back to that just on that topic of if you're watching bank ads on tvs we did a little little exercise recently where we looked at our brand tracker that looks at all the big brands in new zealand squirrel included and one of the little tools this this um, piece of software called tracksuit has which is a market survey sort of tool um, is the ability to uh, look at a word cloud create a word cloud and these are the words that New Zealanders use to describe whatever business it is and so in this case it was the banks what stunned me when I looked at it was when I did the word cloud for each bank the same words came up and these are them good reliable trustworthy Australian blue bank yellow bank red bank green bank exactly the same words it was just the color for kiwi bank by the way it had a bit of localness so it said local kiwi new zealand instead of australia but the other words were exactly the same you know there in new zealanders eyes and customers eyes there you know there's the it's a sea of sameness and i guess that's what competition's about is is creating a sea of difference right a different sort of player on the sea a blue ocean when it's a red ocean or something so back to the competitive side, like what does the market need? What could this market study find that truly did make a difference?
0: Well, I think fundamentally it needs innovation right okay. it needs, yep. um, and innovation's not coming from massive scaled incumbents mm. it's coming, it's coming from uh, new players. Interestingly, I guess if you looked at the funds management industry um, You've got a lot more competition there. So when KiwiSaver came out, mm. I mean, you had your big bank incumbents, right? But um, you had a, you had a market that others could participate and compete mm. in. And so like, you
1: had a whole happening? bunch of startup businesses that have grown to be pretty. I mean, even like think like Fisher Funds, they were. I don't know. Quite small when KiwiSaver was launched. Now they're, I Kiwi- third or fourth biggest in the market, maybe second biggest in the market. Yeah. Businesses like you know Pathfinder, Simplicity, some of the Simplicity yeah.
0: Milford, yeah, um, you know Fisher Funds, um, it, it, booster,
1: <laughs> generate. It's a long list, right? And then
0: think about the platforms that came along off the back of the funds management industry, like Shearzies, Hatch. Yep. Um, mm. invest now. Mm. You know, um, interesting in that funds management space, there's been a lot more innovation than there has been in the sort of more traditional banking it is the, slash deposit. space.
1: Is the insight that in those cases, technology has played a big part because, you know, building a yep. banking infrastructure is hellishly expensive, you know, Kiwi Bank only is where it is today because it could leverage the post-shop, you know, yep. post-shop network. Yep. So it, built, it had that distribution network, but think funds management, it's almost all electronic. Right? You, know, you join online, you transfer your KiwiSaver online, you've got a handful of people managing the, the, uh, the, the assets and so on. And So does that tell us that in banking or in things that will compete with banks, it's actually creating that innovation that, that drives tech to be the thing that allows competition as opposed to bricks and mortar, which is sort of the, the, you know, the old style, how you build a bank model.
0: Yeah, look, I I, I totally think so. I I think there's a whole lot of things that can occur that uh, improve competition, you know, arguably in the mortgage space, third-party distribution or mortgage advisors are contributing to competition there. Mm. Uh, And you can see that in terms of things like cashbacks and stuff. Mm. Um, But you're right, in in banking, I think there's a a big opportunity. You know, the the, the big miss in New Zealand is open banking. You know, so what,
1: um, what would open banking do? How would that change things?
0: Well, open banking sort of democratises, I guess, access to all of that bank data. And what you've seen overseas is that that's allowed uh, third party platforms to kind of get into that space. Uh, because, you know, I, I think we would argue certainly, in, 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 you know, that distribution uh, and, and brands that build themselves around distribution um, are really important mm. in a competitive environment. Mm. If you look overseas, you know, open banking is effectively allowing for, to a degree, democratization of all of this this, this bank data. Mm. That allows um, platforms to exist that can um, help customers figure out, you know, um, how to get a better return on their money. Yeah, um, where the best would, options would, are. Would
1: that though impact? profits that banks make, because most of those, the open banking stuff is in the payment space. In fact, you've seen last week, I got an email from Revolut, which is a uh, global uh, tech startup. that's a bank. They're a bank, right? And uh, so I joined them, but all they're offering is payments. I mean, maybe they move into other stuff later, but it's sort of payments, and I can have a vault, they call it, which we'd call a savings account, um, um, but that's not going to change banking competition in New Zealand, is it? No, no, of course it's not. So, so would you, if you were entering, if you think about the the grocery, the um, what's this, the retail um, grocery yeah. uh, market study finding, you know, you need more competition and uh, I think I heard Chris Hipkins saying on the radio something like, well it doesn't happen overnight, someone doesn't come up and suddenly <laughs> set up a whole lot of supermarkets but the implication was you actually need that to happen to create competition. Is that what New Zealand needs? If you a whole lot of money to set up in new zealand would you set up a bank under the way things operate today or would you ever consider it no no why
0: well it's too expensive right the the amount of capital that's required the regulatory environment the it system so
1: so what do you reckon the role of the regulatory environment is i mean here's the thing (laughs) today a banking inquiry announced into competition last week a retail bank in new zealand hsbc Quit New Zealand they're telling their customers to go away start engaging with other financial services providers to understand your alternative options when did a business let alone a bank ever say that now why why is HSBC leaving New Zealand it's too hard too hard why who's made it hard
0: RBNZ,
1: R-B-N-Z. so what you're saying is that the Reserve Bank is, uh, is killing competition
0: well, it is. The RBNZ took over um, issuing non-bank deposit taking licences um, post-Securities Commission, right? So that was just right. after the GFC. Yep. I don't think we've uh, had a non-bank, a new yeah. non-bank deposit taker yeah. issued a licence since then. Yeah. There's been a couple of transfers of licences with mergers and takeovers, but no new licences. Outside of our major banks, who, who who takes retail deposits in New Zealand? No one. Now. I think there's an argument that says um, that the um, soundness of our financial system is absolutely critical, and I totally mm. agree with that. Yeah, I mean,
1: the saying goes, the only thing worse than a profitable bank is an unprofitable one.
0: Yeah, and we don't <laughs> want to repeat the GFC, where we had a whole mm. lot of dodgy mm. finance companies going under, right? So mm. um, in some ways, you know, it's really, really important that the role that the Reserve Bank plays in terms of, you know, protecting everyone's money but at the same time it's doing that there has been a massive sacrifice in terms of innovation and competition
1: mm, mm, mm. yeah back back to the HSBC leaving New Zealand that in my opinion the reason although HSBC has been reviewing their operations globally the trigger has been the Reserve Bank's review into the policy for branches of overseas banks and, and this was you know this is HSBC operating New Zealand for 35 years AA minus rated the same as three of our big banks in New Zealand. They're leaving New Zealand. Major reason, although they don't sort of explicitly say it, is because of this review. And interestingly, when the Reserve Bank launched this review, they said they expected their proposal would require some banks to divest themselves of existing retail customers. And they went on to say they do not expect this change to have a material impact on competition in the retail sector or the availability of retail products and services in New Zealand. So on the one hand, a banking inquiry into competition and in banking by the Commerce Commission. On the other hand, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, stunting competition and banking. How ironic is that? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's the reality. Hmm. So where to from here then JB, if not a bank in New Zealand, you know, you're selling the funds management industry, you know, open banking can make a difference. What are some of the other things that perhaps the banking inquiry, the market study might find that would be useful?
0: I think fundamentally, I mean, you use the word oligopoly, hmm. <laughs> an oligopolistic industry, right, which for those that don't know what that means, it basically just means a limited number of players in a market. It's not a monopoly, yeah. but it's not far from
1: it. Yeah, It's They've all got. The same interest right you no, know? Yeah. and in fact we've got four of them all listed in Australia the share market says they'll show it return whatever achieve an x percent return in equity if you 're not you get punished on the share market so you basically have to do the same thing they zig together zag together and kiwi bags join the fold they 're just not quite as profitable yet but hey they'll get there won't they
0: yeah well they, when they eventually get to scale um you know I mean I guess the thing is it's massive scale, right? So um, how do you how do you increase competition? And I guess you know, I mean, we've seen it with the funds management industry. Um, that's that's worked really really well, I think. Um, and you know, maybe the funds management industry is actually as technology evolves and everything is starting to creep into maybe some traditional areas of banking. Mm. So if you think about what we're doing at the moment, we've mm. got uh, you know probably one of the highest uh, online call. Our rates available in market, right? At five point two five percent. Now no banks competing with us in that space. Yep. And ironically, you know, our customers that are leveraging our on call account, their money's actually sitting with a bank.
1: Right, so it's Um, sort of like an intermediation, a bit like a mortgage broker is sort of what? And Shares is doing the same, aren't they? SharesE is doing the same. Um, uh, What
0: rate
1: are they paying at the moment? Yeah, 4.6, I think. So they're taking a bit more margin than Scroll, but yeah.
0: Um, And I think, um, have I seen some others doing it as well? I think Kernel's doing that.
1: Mm, They've mm, got
0: some mm. savings products in there.
1: So it's sort of like opening up access to the banking system for non-banks, right? And yep. actually, hasn't the Reserve Bank just started consultation on opening up the, uh, what you call, you know, the bank account with the Reserve Bank, it's called the exchange settlement account, opening it up to non-banks? They
0: have. That could be interesting. Again, that yeah. could be a way of encouraging innovation, but this, this is the thing, right? You know, what, I think the government the reserve bank you know the regulators i guess the um the government need to think about how to encourage innovation and competition not necessarily by tying arms behind banks but by creating new ways for non-banks to come into the market and compete. Mm. Mm. I mean, what we really need is innovation. If you look overseas, you know, you have regulatory sandpits that allow for startups to come in that are more lightly regulated, um, i.e. Australia, mm. you know, and some of those um, businesses have failed and had to give money back to, the, to, to their depositors. Others, um, like uh, Judo, mm. who are doing business um, lending mm. to the small business market, mm. have been successful. Yeah,
1: okay. But
0: but I mean I guess the principle
1: is they haven't really changed the the landscape, they've found a a niche that works.
0: Not um, yet. You know, is, is the
1: problem is the banking model isn't the way to compete. You know, you need to find different ways to compete. Yeah.
0: Well, the, look, the other thing I would say though is, you know, and I remember this when KiwiSaver first launched. I was sitting inside uh, the bank, and I couldn't get the business case stacking up because, mm. you know, if you did cash flow projections for the next five years, mm. it just didn't make any sense at all. And mm. there are a few of the big banks that struggled to get a KiwiSaver out the door. Mm. Uh, BNZ was one of them, mm. right? Mm. Um, but we did it. And we did it not because the business case stacked up, because if you looked far enough out, if you yeah. looked out 15 to 20 years, you knew this thing was going to be big and you yeah. knew it was going to be profitable, yeah. right? Okay,
1: so you need long, people with long-term perspectives, deep pockets too?
0: Um, well look, but I think, I think the thing is, what happened with KiwiSaver, right, is low, low barriers to entry, relatively light from a technology front, regulatory framework was a lot easier, uh, and you had a whole lot of businesses get into that space with a long term mindset, they didn't make money for years and years and years but look at where it's got to now. Mm. I think a lot of this innovation, you know, you're sort of saying, you know, like when we looked at judo in Australia and stuff and you say look they're not even touching the sides of it. Think about Saber It's because they're very, very early in, 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 in their life cycle. If if you were to project for 10 to 15 years, I think some of these emerging players at the moment could be significant in mm. these markets. Mm. You know, you don't suddenly become big overnight. You don't. You mm. don't. You don't. You can't eat an elephant in one bite. Mm. Mm. You know, it's, it's it's gonna it's gonna take time. But I think. Yeah, we've had a total lack of innovation in this market now for probably 20 yeah. well
1: innovation has been launching an online version of a call account yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 hey so i don't come out of this conversation terribly optimistic <laughs> a a that a market study is going to make it's any
0: difference
1: any any difference
0: it's um, too hard no, no,
1: no. B, an insight is that you know another arm of government if you want to call it that the reserve bank is a big part of the problem but nothing's likely to change there see that there are some things innovative wise that will be supported by open banking and things like that but you look overseas and they fundamentally haven't changed the model too much you know I sort of stand back and go actually it's a totally different model that isn't banking but it does the thing banks do that is what's required and and that's a long 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 term game because you both need tech you need a long runway and then you need distribution because unless you've got customers (laughs) not much is going to happen and and I guess the point that you started with was banks in New Zealand do a damn good job customer experience wise you know um, net promoter scores in New Zealand are 20-30% above Australia and you know they're not hated institutions you know we know lots of people in banks we come out of them good people good operations
0: yeah hey look there's probably one final thing that I'll throw into this Max it's kind of ironic that we get the inquiry into banking competition now because we're at peak profit. So in an interest rate cycle, this is the part of the cycle that you would expect banks to make record profits because of what you said earlier. Because with the deposits, they haven't passed on the interest rate increases. They've got these supernormal profits, right? But guess what happens from here,
1: Yeah.
0: right? We're gonna go into a falling rate environment in the next year or two. These banks have booked all these supernormal profits into their P&Ls, right? And they're gonna get squeezed
1: right so those return in equities are going to fall somewhat yeah Yeah.
0: and and everyone will be like oh look the banking inquiry works.
1: of course course, in the meantime jb what we should be doing what we should do is educate new zealanders about you know i talked about that five billion of super profits because interest rates are high at the moment so so you know what we should do is educate you know i reckon there's an idea there we should pick up perhaps that's the topic of another podcast no,
0: it's, a, it's a great idea rather than waste a whole lot of money on a, a bank well an inquiry into competition in the banking sector why doesn't the government just run a 10 million dollar tv ad campaign encouraging kiwis to put their money into higher interest i've All got, got a
1: better idea why don't they give us 10 million and we'll run it for them because <laughs> <laughs> i know we'll do a better job anyway that's probably the end of it for today it's yeah. bye from david and bye from me Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you have any questions or things you'd like us to talk about in the future, get in touch with us at david at squirrel.co.nz or john at squirrel.co.nz. And please do share this uh, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not financial advice or a recommendation of any financial product. Any commentary provided are personal views and are not necessarily representative of the opinions of Squirrel. As always, we recommend seeking professional investment or mortgage advice before taking
0: any action.